What's up, family? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Faction Powered by Bonnerfide Radio. It's your man, GB. And as you know, there's always a lot that happens in the world of pro wrestling. Like, I, I kind of want and then don't want for there to be a week of big news. So then I could kind of like chill or whatever, but that's just never going to happen because it doesn't happen in pro wrestling. The good thing is you don't have to listen to me talk for an hour and a half. Like that would be kind of boring. So I've got my good brother hanging out with me today. It's James White. What's up, brother? Oh, good afternoon, beloveds. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You know, our faction family starting to get rather familiar with you. You're just kind of hanging out with us on a regular basis, which I happen to like. I think it's cool. Well, that's a good thing. I don't, I don't know if you've checked, but your ratings go up whenever I'm on. Yeah. And so, yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> How kind of you. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> there's my gift. There, there's there's your, your baby gift right there. My thank, gift to you thank is you good so ratings. Much. Thank you so much. It, yeah. it is, oh, it, yeah. My son appreciates it, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. How are things going with you, man? How's your week been? Oh, week has been great. I just got back from Cabo. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Tell the people what was oh, going yes. on with you in Cabo. Well, I can't tell the people everything. That no, was don't tell Cabo, them everything. You know. Don't, you know. Oh. don't tell them everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what we can say it was. It was <laughs> hey. <laughs> Let's just say it's a new day. Yes, it's it is. A, yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Good uh, stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Man, listen, man, I, it, it, was, it was very hard to come back. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. It was a very depressing plane ride coming back. But <laughs> I'm just saying, you can't yeah. spend a week in Cabo and then come back to America like like things are just like cool like that. It's like, ah. Oh, I get it. Uh, I get yeah. it. Yeah. Trust me. And then I'm on the plane and they're serving me these pretzels. You know, like, no, I mean, just come on now. (laughs) Take me back. I go from eating, dining on the beach to eating pretzels on the plane. I mean, the the dynamic of that is just really not cool. But um, as soon as I got home, it was my son's, my youngest son's 13th birthday. Oh, that's awesome. And yes, Josiah is 13. And all he wanted, uh, aside from another $100 pair of shoes, all he wanted for his birthday was to see Avengers Endgame. So fresh off the plane, we went to go see Avengers Endgame. And watching an episode of Raw prepared me for Endgame. (laughs) If you can sit through three hours of Raw, you can sit through Endgame. So Yeah, I was I was prepared. Great movie too. I can't spoil it, but yeah, yeah, great movie. Good good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. I may have to uh, tap on your shoulder for some uh, parenting tips for a boy, because that's a completely different ball game than raising a girl. So yeah, Yeah, it is. It is. And I've I have two. So Mm. um, yeah, as. Many people may not know my, my wife is just a couple of years older than me. I won't okay. express how many. No, um, never but ever when, do that. when, no, because I like my life exactly. Uh, but when we married, um, she had a ten-year-old from a previous marriage okay. that I have taken into my son. Okay, and so my oldest son and I are just fourteen years apart. Okay, wow. Yeah, and wow. so yeah, and so we had to. Uh, it was an interesting situation because I never called him my stepson. Yeah. You know, he's you know he's my he's my son. Yeah. And um, so the age difference 
um, was quite interesting. Sure. <laughs> so, so I had, I jumped into a realm that I was like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, right. Because you like, like jumped. Kinda, because that's the thing. It's like, you know, on one hand, all right, if you have a, a, a baby, a, you know, a newborn, obviously you get to kind of chart that course. But if you walk right. into a situation where a, a child is living and they've been living in that case 10 or 14 years, you know, you've stepped into a whole nother thing, which, yeah. 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 I get it. So, I mean, th- that was a lot of on the fly. I was just 24 oh, at the wow. time. So I'm, I'm just learning how to be an adult myself. Right. And then being a husband and then yeah. being a father yeah. to someone who was named after his biological father. Oh, wow. So, I mean, that was a lot going on, you know, wow. and that's, yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that. Does so I'm sound a little, like... I'm a little grizzly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're a grizzled young veteran, dare I say? Grizzled vet, man. <laughs> and then you know, right after that, my wife had um, a miscarriage, unfortunately, on wow. April Fool's Day of all days. Oh my um, lord! Yeah, wow. and then the next year, Jalen was born, okay. uh, my wonderful daughter. And then two years, and Jalen was a result of prayer, man. We prayed. Yeah. We, you know, we put seed in the ground. Yeah. Um, Everything, you yeah. know, Josiah was not a result of prayer. He was the result of a very good evening. And, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did not plan for that to happen. He was like my coach. We did yeah. not, did not, expect, did not plan for this run. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but here it is. But here it is. <laughs> and it was a great thing. Good you know, stuff. that's the that's the great analogy. He's my coach. It is. Yeah, it is. I like. Yeah, that. I like that. That's good stuff, know. man. Good I, don't, stuff. I don't know if he's going to like that when he hears this playback. But, well, he'll yeah. be all right. Because you, <laughs> you, you compared him to Kofi Kingston, the WWE champion. It's yeah, not like you champ. you didn't exactly call him like Bob Bradley or SD Jones or something. So, you know. No, no, no. No, no. He's, he's my Kofi. And he's best for business. See? I, I like this. There we go. This is very there good. Go. Well, listen, if you guys yeah. missed our show last week, we had a great one. Uh, we were getting you updated on some things surrounding the Crockett Cup and the NWA Women's Championship. We talked about Dustin Rhodes heading to AEW, and we were introduced to Bray Wyatt's Funhouse. Mm, the Firefly <laughs> Funhouse. Yeah, so that was all on last week's episode. Go back, check it out. It's available here at BonnerFiedRadio.com and, of course, wherever you get your podcasts. So we've got a brand new week, and there's a lot to talk about. It was a big weekend in the world of pro wrestling, so we're going to get you up to speed on what happened with the Crockett Cup and Impact Wrestling's latest pay-per-view called Rebellion. Where's Leo Rush? We'll talk about that. Um, Some interesting people may be headed to WWE. And some interesting people may be headed elsewhere as well. We've got a, a look at Money in the Bank. And, uh, yeah, this could get very, very interesting today. So stay tuned. We're going to kick things off with music. Speaking of Leo Rush, here's his theme song, which this seems to be right now the only time you can hear it. Uh, coming from CFO, it's called I Came to Collect. You've got it locked to the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. It's me. D-D-P, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion and CEO and founder of DDP Yoga. You're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio, and that's not a bad thing. 
that, my friend, is a good thing. Bang!
faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction, beloveds. This is James White, and you were just listening to CFO with Leo Rush's music. Bless his little heart. The song is called "I Came to Collect," or did he? Or did or did he? And and that's a great great question. So you know. A lot has gone on with Leo Rush in his WWE career. Uh, Certainly, we were excited about him being signed to WWE because he had made such a huge, huge uh, move in Ring of Honor. In fact, he had won their uh, prospect uh, tournament there. He had done some really, really cool things. And so, really, there was an exciting future lined up for Leo Rush. So when he signed with WWE and was part of the NXT crew, a lot of people were super excited about that. And then there was the firing or the release of Emma, which started some crazy moments for him as, uh, you know, he had some things to say on Instagram that got him in quite a bit of trouble. And so then we didn't see him for a while. He got silenced and then he came back and all of a sudden in coming back, he went on and did some pretty cool things in NXT for a short period, then showed up in WWE as part of 205 Live and had a pretty decent run there. But then at the same time was simultaneously found on Monday Night Raw, becoming the mouthpiece for Bobby Lashley. That actually seemed to work really, really well for Leo Rush. But it's not what he's done on camera that has created issues for him in WWE. It's apparently what he's done off camera. So there have been all sorts of rumors and conjecture relative to uh, where's Leo Rush. Leo Rush, uh, according to a lot of reports, apparently uh, has not been uh, in a good, good space in in uh, the WWE locker room, in WWE folklore, uh, a lot of things just haven't worked out for him. He has rubbed some people the wrong way. Um, people have taken his confidence as arrogance. There was even a rumor out there that he had his wife backstage too much. Whatever has happened, he is no longer... Uh, well, we haven't seen him on WWE Raw for the last two weeks. And this past week, he did not accompany Lashley. As Lashley came out by himself, and mysteriously, Lashley can talk again. Hmm. Had his own conversations, got him into a match with The Miz. So where's Leo Rush? Leo Rush took to social media as he's been pretty, pretty uh, vocal on social media over time. And he's had quite a few things to say. He started by saying, dirt sheet fabrications don't believe everything on the internet. And then on Twitter, he said quite a bit to say. He said, we aren't, quote unquote, sent home like naughty kids. This is a business and my job. We aren't all used every week. The storylines don't last forever, but we still have to show up to work and take care of business. He continued by saying, uh, I'm saddened that the dirt sheets recently fightful.com make assumptions, exaggerations, and sometimes outright fabrications to sell subscriptions. Gossip like this is spread without caring about the damage to people's reputations, relationships, or careers. It honestly disgusts me. And yet there's more. He says heat is such a subjective term. Do I stand up for myself when life challenges me? Yes. Do I have opinions and not just blindly follow? Yes. 
Am I best friends with every single superstar? No. But do I work hard? Am I professional and respectful? Then he continues, am I driven and motivated to perform to the best of my ability to entertain the WWE universe? Have no bad blood with any other superstars, great working relationships with writers and producers, and respect and listen to all higher-ups? Absolutely. He continues, I am not, quote, out of the locker room. More dirt sheet assumptions. Many spouses and family members come to shows and are welcome backstage. Our performance schedules are not just raw. We have three live shows a week, travel days, and pay-per-views. My wife came to share my first WrestleMania moment with me, as did many families of the WWE roster. The little time that a pro wrestler can spend with their family is rare and precious. I conduct myself professionally and respectfully, and so does my wife. Finally says, I believe we are all able to carry out carry our own gear because one of the things that was said was that uh, he's kind of on punishment. He's forced to carry everybody else's gear. He says, I believe we are able to carry our own gear and provisions. I treat others as equals and as a young black male have often had to fight for my own equality. <sighs> so a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about Sasha Banks and her backstage stuff. Now we've got Leo Rush. What do you think is really happening? With Leo Rush. Wow, I didn't know you were going to read all of that. I would have provided some violin music for the backdrop <laughs> as you did that. That would have been great. Yes, yes. Yeah, I almost went to sleep. Not because of you. It was just the Leo diatribe was pretty long mm-hmm. there. And when you go into that long of a defense, yeah, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, the truth really defends itself. And I have been taught as a grown man to not chase everything that is said about you because eventually the truth will come to light. Mm -hmm. Um, When when you become and there's also a reason why it's not advised for anyone in a court situation to represent their own selves in court. Right. You need to have somebody else. When you're arrested, not that I know too much about this, but I've heard that when you are arrested, one of the first things that they tell you is that anything that you say or do could be held against you. Yes. In the court of law. And you could be 100% innocent, but it, oh, <laughs> but when you go through all of these particular details, man, you, you did something somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. You, you really did. There was some fire up. The problem is we don't have gates anymore. Right. You know, with the advent of social media you've got men who are paid to give speculation on wrestling sure sure you know so you've got whether it's fightful.com or we can name a whole bunch of these you know different you know dirt sheet people Mm -hmm. and they may have as much information as we have right here on the faction Mm -hmm. and just going from taking two scoops and making a whole ice cream sundae out of the whole situation based on what they've heard. They've got insiders. There's a lot of people in the backstage in locker rooms. WWE is a huge company and there's all kind of bullet backstage and somebody could hear overhear one situation and it may just momentary skirmish but they could tell Ryan Satin or somebody and the next thing you know it becomes a hot button topic. So to Leo's defense everything that's here, you know, a blade of grass doesn't make a force. So I, I get that but at the same time Dude, just shut up. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, 
and understand the backdrop. Like, understand your history. Like, when your name is bad, understand when your name is bad and understand when, how long it takes for your name to be good again. Mm. Like, we are still fresh from the end of the situation and some other things that you've done. We're still fresh from the no-selling that you did in the Indies and everything else. Mm-hmm. So the cantankerous attitude that you have displayed, you're not absolved from that. And the Bobby Lashley angle, while it was a very good angle for him, that doesn't give him immunity anymore. Now, like you, you don't have that clean slate again, Leo. Right. You still have to work. Right. So work in silence. Things are going to be said about you. Things are going to be said about you, whether they're true or not. So just be quiet. Yeah. Wrestle. Be excellent at what you do. Let's go from there. You know, there there are a few things I think that are at work here. One of those is I think this is youthful exuberance at its best or at its worst, depending upon your perspective. One of the most dangerous things you can have is talent without maturity. And I think this is a classic case of that. Should you be in the wrestling industry and believe you're the best? Of course you should. Do you have to tell the world you're the best? Not exactly. I don't know too many industries that actually like know-it-alls. You know, I don't know too many scenarios like that. And here's a guy who has a few things working against him. First and foremost, he's 5'5", soaking wet, right? He's not close. He's probably 150 pounds. And he's an African-American man, okay? All three of those things are not exactly pluses in the pro wrestling industry. So you have to learn how to walk and navigate these particular roads. One thing, and I know people don't like talking race, but one thing as African-American males that those of us who were brought up, I certainly was brought up by a great set of parents, they reminded you that you have to behave a certain way when you're in what they call mixed company. It's not the space for you to jump off and be crazy, okay? So I think he's got to learn Listen, when things aren't happening your way, it's better to just shut up. I'll say this. I, I will I will say that I respect Sasha Banks for keeping quiet for the most part and not adding fuel to, to whatever's going on in her scenario. So we really don't fully know. But I think when you continue to defend yourself, uh, it's usually a, a, a sign that something's wrong. There's an old saying that says, a hit dog barks the loudest you know so i think he, yeah. he's got to really really be careful because again all this stuff could really work against him and um he's not had the best tenure in wwe and he needs to fix that because that really could make you know life after wwe rather difficult for him um if i'm leo Ro- yeah that's the chap you know that's a challenge to me um i think the chirping that we're hearing, not just from Leo Rush and Sasha Banks, but a lot of other wrestlers are boldly expressing their discontent in dangerous ways. Yes. Um, Dangerous ways. You know, let's not be fooled here. We can talk about the product of the WWE and what they put out. We can talk about some of the unfair practices, but if there's one company as a wrestler you want to wrestle in right now, yeah, it's world wrestling entertainment. Okay. Without question. Um, you've got you've got no good jobbers making three hundred thousand a year. All right. Who aren't on TV? You got guys 
I mean, they're they're on the second match and main event. Right. All right. And they're making three hundred and fifty a year. All right. So let's let's not assume that AEW is just like this big money pie that doesn't already have a roster and is just willing to take all of you guys and pay you on the same scale mm-hmm. that that you are making a WWE. And from people say it's not about the money. Um in wrestling it certainly is about the money yes, because they're independent contractors that have to cover their own insurance and travel and everything else. It most certainly is about the money. So let's not think that you're so good right now that you can just jump at ask Austin Aries. Right. A- ask him. Ask Pac. Yeah. You know, yeah. like <laughs> Yeah. A- yeah. You we could we could run down a list of incredible wrestlers who took the law into their own hand, so to speak. And um, don't have much to show for it, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I think you make a great point, you know. And certainly we have been vocal here on the faction about not always liking the way WWE does things and the like. But let's be very, very clear. That's the company you want to go to in terms of securing a future for your family, securing a legacy that, you know, certainly as a pro wrestler will allow you to have longevity and the like. And listen, we're excited about AEW. This month's going to be a huge month for them. But let's just be completely 100 here, right? AEW has one show, and it wasn't even as AEW, right? So they've built the company off the backs of one show and a lot of great ideas. There's nothing proven yet. Certainly there's money. But here's the thing. If you have $100 million and you have 30 people, I'm not adding an additional 30 people because that that really impacts what we can do with that $100 million. So it's not a free-for-all. They don't have a, a, a an announced TV deal yet, which there's a lot of speculation as to when that's going to happen. Um, and so, yeah, I think people have to be really careful because it's very possible that you could lose your job with WWE and not pick up a job in pro wrestling anywhere else. Ask Enzo. Ask Big Cass. They aren't exactly, you know. Here. So with that said, long story short, Leo Rush, I think, has to really sit down somewhere and give some thought to, do I need to respond to all this stuff? The answer is clearly no. Get himself in a good space, because if he was in a good space with WWE, they'd be quick, first of all, to keep him on television. And then on right. top of that, they'd be quick to come to his defense. So I think he's got to go ahead and yeah. get that straight. You look at it. I mean, he's a young talent. He's very good in the ring, and he can talk. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a talent that you want to keep around. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the great Beyonce told us, I can have another year. In a minute. In a, in a minute. I mean, let's let's not forget. Don't you ever get to thinking <laughs> you're irreplaceable. Because they've just signed guys like Shane Strickland, who would make us forget about Leo yeah. Rush in a heartbeat. Of course, in a, in a second. Kushida ha- is debuting tonight on NXT. I mean, like, there's a whole oh, yes. lot of talent just sitting back waiting. We still haven't seen the best of Keith Lee yet. You know, there's a lot right. of talent. That WWE has that will make Leo Rush very forgettable. So he's got to be very, very, very careful. So with that said, a lot happened in the world of pro wrestling this weekend. So we want to spend some time talking about that. 
the Crockett Cup, the NWA Crockett Cup returned. It was a joint promotion uh, that featured the NWA, CMLL, Ring of Honor, uh, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. And, of course, it brought back the Crockett Cup, which we've not seen since 1988. We had Crockett Cup matches happen. We had uh, the National Championship on the line, the Women's Championship, and the NWA World Championship. And here's how it went down. Um, I could probably go through all these things, but I'll just simply tell you that uh, the Crockett Cup was won by PCO and Brody King, also known as Villain Enterprises from Ring of Honor, as they defeated the wild card team of Royce Isaacs and uh, Thomas Latimer, who was also known as Bram in Impact Wrestling, to win the vacant NWA World Tag Team Championships, which also was a gift as part of the Crockett Cup. Colt Cabana, I can't even believe I'm saying this, Colt Cabana defeated Willie Mack to win the NWA National Championship. Then afterwards, he was challenged by James Storm for a future match. And then in the main event, Nick Aldis defeated Marty Skrull to retain the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, did you get a chance to check out Crockett Cup at all? And if you did, what what'd you think of it? I did not watch it live, but I did watch highlights okay. of it. Um, as you know, I grew up an NWA fan. Yes. Um, and so that is very near and dear to my heart. And then I had a moment, man, when I was watching the clips and they brought out the old NWA ring. Yeah. When I just saw that blue mat with the yellow letters yeah. on it, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a moment, man. Yeah. I was I was crying I was crying a little little tear there. It's like, oh my God, mm-hmm. you know. Cause I remember I grew up on Nikita Koloff right. and, and Magnum T A and and the Fantastics with those yes. tight um um, <laughs> tight bow ties. Those super tight um, bow ties. <laughs> oh, cutting off the circulation going to the ring. It, it was fantastic. Breathe. It was great. <laughs> oh man! But man, to see that you know we, we I've, I've, we've discussed before the PCO was a very old man mm-hmm. and interesting, interesting enough to see them, uh, uh, him and Brody King win that uh, the Crockett Cup. Yeah. That's very cool to have Jim Cornette on play by play. Yes, it was as well. Yes, because he is one of the most. He's one of the greatest voices in wrestling, mm-hmm. man. And so to bring that that bridge, I love what the NWA is doing. Yeah, um, prayers prayers up for Jazz. Yes. as well. She had to to relinquish her title, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know if people remember Jazz, but um, Jazz is one of the few <laughs> black women who won a WrestleMania match. Right. So this is true. Um. Yeah, you know, it's only two. So J- Jazz is, is incredible, but she had to, I don't know what the actual issue was. Yeah, they've, but she had to, uh, they've said that it was a something medical that they've not talked about. Um, and so okay. I'm intrigued to see what that is. But yeah, to your point, she had over a 900, uh, she had over a 900 day reign as NWA national or women's champion, which is just wow. unheard of. So uh, yeah, wow. certainly our thoughts and prayers are with Jazz. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I thought Willie Mack deserved a better fate, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so many of us are built like Willie Mack, so he he was like, you know, our hero because you know, <laughs> yeah, the dad bod man, yeah. the dad bod chap, yeah, man. yeah. Uh, but I mean, Nick Aldis, modest girl, they bled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
there was blood there, and 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 it's a smart move to keep Nick Aldis as an NWA champion. They're building, yeah, they're building, yeah, and and with all of the, I think I don't know the contract situation of 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 uh, Marty Skrull, mm-hmm. but you get incredible victories like that, and for what all intents that well, I heard that the match was very good, yeah. So yeah. you know, I saw the highlights. Anything was good in the highlights, right, of course. But I heard the whole. <laughs> But I heard the whole match was really good. And it makes sense. They're building as a company. And it makes sense for them to partner with Ring of Honor, yes. to partner with CMLL. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully they could get in with AEW a little bit there. Because it makes sense to build that brand back up. Because it was it was made irrelevant yeah. from the WCW days. Sure. So, and even with the TNA situation, TNA was more TNA than NWA. Sure. So, it, it makes sense for them to do it this way. Billy Corgan is smart. And um, hopefully in the next five to six years, you see them as a credible company. For sure. I forgot to mention also that Allison Kay is the new NWA World Women's Champion, defeating former champion uh, and former WOW champion as well, Santana Garrett. Uh, I'll say, say this before we go to break. Um, first of all, there was a lot of nostalgia in the way that they produced this show, bringing back, of course, the old NWA uh, ring from Starcade. Uh, they used the old Ring of Honor logo, which the original Ring of Honor logo, which I was just like, wait a minute. For, at first, I was like, who on the graphics team failed, right? Because it, <laughs> it kind of felt like, you know how folks, when they do those flyers and instead of using the actual photo that's presented, uh, they go to Google and find anyone that they can get. It felt like that. But then I realized what they were doing, that they were intentionally providing nostalgia. Even the graphics that they used in terms of the font for the lettering was very old school. Um, They had the lighting very old school. And here's what really messed me up. Watching the pay-per-view, you had Ian Riccoboni from Ring of Honor. You had Jim Cornette, of course, an old NWA voice. And I'm sorry, I I can't remember the name of the announcer from the NWA. But here's what freaked me out. Listening to him, he sounded like a young Jim Ross. And it was eerie hearing his voice calling these matches. And I'm going, this feels like I'm watching, you know, NWA Worldwide Wrestling. Like, it it, it was eerie eerie dude i was like the lengths that they went through to provide the feeling of the old nwa was really special and it had coupled with it the great current pro wrestling action the nwa is doing something special and i'll tell you something that here was my big shocker because a first round match had the briscoes against the rock and roll express And let's just be perfectly honest. (laughs) I had no expectations of the rock and roll. Those guys are 60 years old. They've been active for almost 40 years. Here's a scary moment. They were in the first or they were in the last two uh, presentations of the Crockett Cup. And the Crockett Cup we haven't seen in 31 years. So I'm saying to myself, and you put him against the Briscoes. I'm like, this is crazy. But what I could not yep. believe is those guys can still go. Like, they were yep. doing moves, and I was like, y'all are awfully quick to be 60. Like, y'all are fast. 
And yeah. so I was really. I mean, they missed that double drop kick. But, they did but we miss the them. double drop kick, but you know they were <laughs> they were flying through the ropes with topes, and I was like, wait a minute, yeah, what is happening yeah. right now? So shout out to the yeah. Rock and Roll Express. I think that's an advantage of them just staying active. You know, you remain loose and limber and. Wow, I, I was impressed. So shout out to the NWA. Great job with the Crockett Cup. Uh, we'll talk some more about uh, the NWA because I have a thought I want to share with that. Well, also, when we come back, we're going to talk about Impact Wrestling. They had a big pay-per-view over the weekend called Rebellion. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that. And a big move involving Impact Wrestling that happens today. Plus, we'll get into Raw and SmackDown as we start preparing for the end, excuse me, for the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. But right now, let's go to some music from uh, NXT's Bianca Belair. It's her theme song. It's called Watch Me Shine. You've got it locked to the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. This is Caprice Coleman, and you're listening to the faction on Bonnerfied Radio. That's right. The mount, the style, the grace, the shape, and the face. Support Bonnerfied Radio, the faction. Keep it on, baby. <laughs> I'm on my own, against the wall The pressure's building, but no, I will never fall Instead of crying, they hear me roar And now I see that I'm way better than before I never needed you at all Think I fall down, I'ma watch you fall down I'm living large now, I never needed you at all Think I fall down, I'ma watch you fall down I'm living large now, I never needed you at all
way better than before I never needed you at all Think I fall down, I'ma watch you fall down I'm living large now, I never needed you at all Think I fall down, I'ma watch you fall down I'm living large now, I never needed you at all I never needed you at all Watch me, watch me shine now Watch me, watch me shine now I never needed you at all And now an announcement. Ladies and gentlemen. Look, everyone. Belle and Ebenezer are in love. No, silly. Is in the building. <laughs> you can now listen to Bonafide Radio, courtesy of our new mobile app. Available for the iPod, iPad, and iPhone. Come on, you can do Find it. out the latest news, check out our podcast, or listen to us live. Listen. Right now on your phone. Why, yeah. Download the app today via the iTunes App Store by searching for Bonafide Radio or at iPhone.bonafideradio.com. I'm living in that 21st century. We got something to say. Listen. Would you like to take your business or service to the next level? Yeah. Consider adding Bonafide Radio to your marketing plan. I can't wait. We will gladly share your product with our listeners in a creative, efficient, affordable, and professional manner. This is so gnarly. For more information, scroll to the bottom of our website and click advertise uh-huh. or email us directly at sales at getbonafide.com. I know you're going to dig this. We are the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction. You just heard from Bianca Belair. Oh, oh yes, that Bianca. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me get focused. Um, <laughs> I just totally lost it. I had a vision. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Take it away, it's, GB. It's all yeah. good. It's her sing or yeah. her single. It's her theme song. It's called it's Watch Me Shine, and uh, she's. I want to watch her shine. That's yeah. what I want to do. Yeah, I want to watch her. Yeah, yeah. God bless Montez. Shining Ford. or not, I just want to watch. Yes, Montez yeah. Ford just, is quickly either becoming my favorite or most hated. I don't know yet. We'll figure that out. I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like him. <laughs> but you know, before the break, we were talking about the NWA Crockett Cup. Uh, big pay per view happened over the weekend, and an interesting observation that I had in watching the pay per view. It was a very clear partnership between the NWA and Ring of Honor. Of course, Ring of Honor's Ian Riccoboni was on uh, color commentary. Uh, You had Ring of Honor's Caprice Coleman serving as one of the uh, correspondents. You had Ring of Honor's ring announcer as the ring announcer for the evening Um, So it felt like a Ring of Honor production with NWA attached to it. And I just thought to myself, Ring of Honor is doing a lot of partnering. They're partnering with New Japan. Of course, that partnership brought us a G1 Supercard. They're partnering with the NWA to bring us the Crockett Cup. And here's what got me. You had two. Well, first of all, Ring of Honor was heavily involved. Uh, Nick Aldis fought, uh, you know, Marty Skrull, who was a Ring of Honor guy. They promoted that entire ma- matter of fact. Most of the TV promotion that happened was on Ring of Honor television. Then on top of that, you had a Ring of Honor tag team win the Crockett Cup and become the NWA Tag Team Champions. Go back to G1 Supercard. 
you had uh, most of the Ring of Honor titles were on the line in a dual championship kind of match where you had the TV title um, and the Never Openweight Championship together in one match. You had uh, the IWGP tag titles and the Ring of Honor tag titles one in one match. Uh, Gorillas of Destiny have both belts. Uh, Jeff Cobb have both of those singles belts. And I'm just looking at this going, Ring of Honor is telling us something. And I don't know if they're telling us that we're not strong enough to stand on our own as a promotion or if they're telling us we're going to partner with all the indies to really be that third option against an All Elite and a WWE. But they're clearly telling us something. And I don't want to miss what they're telling us. And I can't figure out which of the two it is. If it is that they're not strong enough to stand alone or that they recognize the power of partnership and so they are aligning themselves with the New Japans of the world, with the uh, NWAs of the world, and even in some cases with Impact Wrestling uh, to provide a scenario. Because if you think about it, all or, n- or all in didn't happen without Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor was a primary partner in that. They provided pay-per-view options. They provided the ring. They provided the cameramen. They provided the staging. All in couldn't happen without Ring of Honor. So, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it's that Ring of Honor can't stand alone on their own or that they recognize the power of partnership or is it a combination of the two? Yeah, it has to be a combination of the two. I mean, if you think about the inception of Ring of Honor, they were built as the anti-big company. Right. You know, this was about all of wrestling. It was about between the ropes, not the other stuff. And maybe they did a couple of storylines just to have some kind of reference point. But the whole point of Ring of Honor, when it was founded in the 2000s, was let's get back to wrestling. Right. And the budget was low. And that's when they had some of wrestling's best, you this know, AJ Styles and mm-hmm. CM Punk, so mm-hmm. Joe, yeah. Daniel Bryan, yeah. uh, Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. Kevin Owens, who yeah. was Kevin Steen back then, that's Seth right. Rollins, Kenny Omega. Yep. I mean, just listen to that list, right. you know, Cesaro when he was right. Claudio Castanoli. Mm-hmm. I mean, goodness. Yeah. And everyone was talking about him, but you couldn't see him, right? That's you know, true. because they didn't have the TV deal like WWE. Um, They didn't have the TV deal like TNA even. Mm -hmm. So you would see a lot of those guys go back and forth from TNA to Ring of Honor. So Ring of Honor is where we went to have our five-star wrestling matches and TNA is where we went to get our checks. And that's what it was. Yeah, that's true. And now they've kind of moved themselves into a situation when they were partnering with New Japan and then the pay scale went up a little bit right. and the notoriety went up a little bit. And I think they've gotten to a zone or an area that was like, oh, you know, we got enough money to buy the house, but we don't have enough money to afford the real estate. Mm. And th- there's the deal. Yeah. You know, they can't furnish the house and they can't maintain, you know, the cost of it. But they had enough to get it. Yeah. And, and so now it's like, OK, we need to tread water. Right. We need to tread water. We get ourselves back to a certain base. So financially it's a smarter move to do this because you can share the costs of these things Mm -hmm. 
um, wrestling <laughs> wrestling costs money to do. It does. Uh, it costs a lot of money. You know, you, you're seeing multiple people. You got travel. You got accommodations. You got you got to pay for talent. You know, you things production. of that nature. A lot. Yeah. Production cameraman, the yeah. venue itself. Yeah. Um, you know, running promotion for it. It's a lot of work and it's a lot of money just to do one show, let alone right. to do it on a continual basis. Right. So I think it's a combination of all of that. But I think money is probably the the higher point of that because they never wanted to compete with WWE. They never wanted to compete with another company. They always wanted to be the anti-company or at least the, the wrestling alternative. But they got to tread water. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting to watch. Um, and the way I kind of see it, I feel like Ring of Honor is... Uh, New Japan's American leg uh, and so they're kind of the lesser of the two partners because I think New Japan definitely is dealing with more money than Ring of Honor though Ring of Honor as part of Sinclair Broadcasting I mean there's definitely money involved but I think Ring of Honor gets to be the bigger uh, the bigger promotion uh, to help NWA out so it's kind of an interesting interesting relational situation that they have there and i think it's building into something very interesting you know you asked with the nwa partner with aew right now it looks like aew is not really trying to partner with too many people at all um yeah the new japan partnership obviously did not work um ring of honor did not work uh their partnerships are just very very interesting right now so uh, it's going to be interesting to watch, but uh, yeah, keep your eyes peeled. Something's cooking with Ring of Honor. So uh, yeah, and and when it happens, remember you guys heard it here first. So Ring of, <laughs> so Ring of Honor and NWA weren't the only ones having a pay per view. They had a pay per view Saturday night, Sunday night. We had Impact Rebellion, which came to us live from the Rebel Entertainment Complex in Toronto. Canada. Here's how it went down. It had there was a six man scramble match, uh, which saw Ace Austin defeat Petey Williams, Jake Chris, Aiden Prince, Cousin Jake, and Eddie Edwards. Let's just say a lot of stuff happened in that match because it was pretty big. Uh, we had an intergender match that saw Scarlett Bordeaux defeat Rohit Raju. Very interesting match, but Scarlett really uh, did a, a great job in that match. Then you had uh, the North, which is the team of Ethan Page and Josh Alexander. Along with Moose, they took on the Rascals. That was Dez, Wentz, and Trey in a six-man tag match. And uh, the team of the North and Moose won that match. Taya Valkyrie successfully defended her Knockouts Championship against Jordan Grace, giving Jordan Grace her first loss in Impact Wrestling. The X Division Championship was on the line in an OV rules, uh, OVE rules match that saw Rich Swan, who, by the way, actually shaved off his facial hair and got an edge up. It's not a joke, folks. Uh, he did that, and he defeated Sammy Callahan in the process. So congratulations. A very violent match. Gail Kim came out of retirement to take on Tessa Blanchard, but she would lose to Tessa Blanchard with Tully Blanchard sitting at ringside and in the main event well before we get yeah and in the main event you had uh brian cage finally become a world champion as he defeated johnny impact to win the world championship uh lance storm served as the referee but get this after that who would show up but former new japan star michael elgin who showed up 
and wreaked a bit of havoc on Brian Cage. Double main event happened as the main event or as the second part of that saw an insane full metal mayhem tag team championship match between the Lucha Brothers and LAX. LAX regains the tag team championships uh, in a really sick match. I mean, sick match defeating the Lucha Brothers. So I don't know if you had an opportunity. Did you get a chance to see any of the clips or anything from Impact Rebellion? I did not. And I feel bad because I really like Impact. Um, I have I've liked Impact ever since 2005. Yes, and of course they went through their troubles. Thank you, mm-hmm. Dixie. Thank you, Jeff. Yes. Um, thank you, Hogan with, and Bischoff. Thank you, Hogan and Bischoff, mm-hmm. who love to ruin companies. They do a great job of that. Oh, it's like if you want to foreclose your wrestling business, call Bischoff and Hogan. And they will make sure you go down in flames. Um, So terrible. And I felt so bad for that company then because they were hot. Right. Right. You know, they they just got Crown Angle over. And they were doing that. Between 2005 and 2008, they were putting on crazy matches. They really were. On a regular basis. They really were. I would ask you to go back. If you can to look up the Wolves versus Austin Aries and Bobby Roode, that's yeah. one of the best tag team matches I've ever seen. Not as good as LAX and Pentagon and oh Phoenix, God. though. Oh God! Oh God! Those two teams can wrestle forever, really as can. far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. and I will be all right. They are crazy. Yes, they yes. are crazy, yes. and the things they decide to do. This is how crazy. That and, and shout out to Impact for recognizing what you have, right? So the championship match was not the main event. Right. This was the main event. Right. And smartly so. Yes. Because you weren't following that. Mm-mm. Oh my anyway. God. I still have. Oh, and shout out to you and Courtney for being in the commercial. Why, thank you. That, yeah. Yeah. That so was. Look- Look at my dude. So imagine this. I'm watching the pay-per-view. I'm getting caught up, and I'm watching the pay-per-view, and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And they're showing the, the, if you guys aren't familiar with what we're talking about, their next pay-per-view is happening in Dallas, by the way, uh, the day after New Japan comes for the G1 Climax start. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So they're being really uh, strategic about how they're doing this. And so they're going to be in Dallas, and we're watching the commercial for Slammiversary, their big anniversary show. And all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a minute. That's Courtney. You didn't even <laughs> see me. I saw Courtney. I was like, oh, my God. You know, and then I went back, and I was like, oh, I'm on there, too. Cool. You know, um, so it, 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 but we were there that weekend when they uh, had the big match, that first match between yeah. the Lucha Brothers and um, you know, uh, LAX, and it was just, it was just crazy. Uh, and I you're said, in the, and y'all in the clip for that too. Yeah, um, you can, you can yeah. see you going crazy, which you should because yeah. oh that God. match oh. was nuts. Oh, unbelievable! Uh, let me just say this: shout out to Impact Wrestling. I, I don't think people realize how difficult it is to come back from the brink of extinction, right? Mm. And they had so they, you know, they've they've ebbed and flowed. So, of course, you know, a lot of us remember them for their very, very early days with AJ Styles and uh, so many other guys 
that they had that were doing incredible things. And then you get to that era where they were on Spike TV and they were putting out some amazing, amazing matches. Oh, my Lord, it was incredible. And then they tried to compete with WWE, and that really cost them issues with Jeff Jarrett, issues with Dixie Carter, you know. Then they finally had seemingly a comeback with the Hardys, and then that got really, really ugly. Um, And so to come back and to really kind of reestablish yourself takes a lot of work. And as part of that reestablishment, they made a huge announcement that today they are launching Impact Plus. So here's the deal. If you remember, uh, I guess it's a year and a half ago or so uh, that they announced the Global Wrestling Network. And um, Mm -hmm. that was kind of their answer to the WWE Network, their way to compete with NJPW World. And really right now, all of the wrestling organizations, you got to have your own streaming service. Uh, Ring of Honor has Honor Club. You know, uh, Progress has its situation. You know, a lot of folks are doing that. Well, there, you know, in the whole separation with Jeff Jarrett, there was a lawsuit involved. such that Impact really wouldn't want to use anything collected, connected to global. It was kind of a weird space where they were being known as Impact Wrestling, but all their stuff was on the Global Wrestling Network. Well, all that has changed as of today as Impact Plus has launched. It's not just a name change, but there are some uh, enhancements that are happening that make the app a lot faster, easier to use with content. Um, plus, this is something that's different that I think is a really, really cool scenario. So one of the reasons that I didn't order the Global Wrestling Network was because you could not see any live events on there. Um, you know, all of the things that happened were previous episodes of Impact dating all the way back to 2004, all the previous uh, pay-per-views, et cetera, et cetera. But you couldn't watch a pay-per-view live. Well, what they are doing now, starting this month, actually this coming weekend, they're going to have a live special exclusive to Impact Plus each and every month. And that's included with the Impact Plus subscription. So you have that. Um, plus, of course, you're able to see every episode of Impact in that 2004, every Impact pay-per-view, premium content from uh, independent partner promotions and the like. So that all starts today. Plus, Impact Plus will be available on uh, the iOS and Android. It'll also be available on Apple TV, Android TV, whoever uses that, Roku, Amazon <laughs> Fire, Chromecast and of course at plus.impactwrestling.com I think the cost is like $7.99 a month or something don't quote me on it because I don't want to be wrong but here's my question to you uh, with these new additions do you think Impact Plus would be something that'd be interesting to you I think so eventually mm-hmm. um, yeah the unfortunate thing about them is they don't. They haven't still drummed up enough live pay per view support, right? And they've got to get back to that having that presence. They need that guy. They need yeah. that one guy who can galvanize and say, "Hey, man, we need to turn on television on Thursday night or Friday night whenever they come on, mm-hmm. and we need to watch yeah. them." Brian Cage is not that guy. Um, 
and I don't like Brian Cage because of Melissa Santos, but that's uh, another yeah. situation. Yeah. Um, Johnny Impact is not that guy. Moose is not that guy. Mm-hmm. They need that guy. Yeah. And they need to pay that guy way more than they pay everybody else. He needs to be treated as the top guy mm-hmm. in the company. And I'm just throwing hints out there, but they need that guy yeah. and to, to, to bring it to relevance. Um, Right now, all my favorite matches, I can go on a daily motion and watch them. Mm. Interesting. I, yeah. I can I can go on YouTube yeah. and watch it full length. Yeah. So I don't know if they can go back in and take those rights, mm-hmm. um, where you can only watch snippets of them. And right. but I can watch. I I just thought of ten of my favorite matches from Impact right. back in the day that I could watch on daily motion. Right. So what are you giving me that I can't? already get from you for free right so that's what i'm looking at i saw that i just want you to know i saw that i saw that <laughs> let y'all know i saw that amen yes amen. and and the word of the day still remains it's benevolence benevolence <laughs> still ringing it is still applicable and ringing in our souls okay amen. whatever you can do do it with all your fight <laughs> amen <laughs> Ah, that's hilarious. Well, let me let me just say this. I <laughs> I think Impact has an interesting uh, road ahead of them. To me, um, first of all, I am glad that they're able to stand on their own with this streaming service. Uh, I think they do have a couple of issues. One of them being um, people still can't find their regular TV show. They're now on the Pursuit Channel, but that only <clears throat> airs on certain. Uh, cable outlet so direct tv dish you know at&t uverse uh cox cable fios um with verizon so if you can't turn them on the television your only best bet is to watch twitch and i don't know how many people are really doing that i will say that they absolutely needed they they need something that's going to differentiate them from what you can get elsewhere and you raise a very good point if you can watch your favorite 12 impact matches on uh, YouTube or Daily Motion or some other uh, service that's free. Why am I paying seven ninety nine a month now for them to have these um, exclusive live events? That's a win. Um, what they need to do is bite the bullet and go on and do um, their pay per views on here. And I know, you know, because some people asked how would WWE even exist because their big thing were pay-per-views. Well, here's the deal. First of all, having been to an Impact Wrestling pay-per-view, and you can look in their audience, they aren't exactly in large venues. They're not exactly bringing in a ton of people to do that. So I can imagine that the buy rates are fairly low. And we just talked about how much money it takes to produce a wrestling show, let alone to then get connected to all the pay-per-view outlets. There are also, if you do it on your own, there are certain costs you're alleviating. And then you will eventually make up that money as you continue to add content and add opportunities to be able to be on your own network. So I really think, as excited as I am for Impact Plus, they need to learn from New Japan. They need to learn from Progress. They need to learn certainly from the WWE Network and even uh, Honor Club, who have all figured out, yo, 
we can put all of our stuff on our own network and make it worthwhile and get that money. You know what I mean? And so now you can, you know, put your house shows, but they don't have a lot of house shows, you know? So Impact, it's a tough space because I think they need it to be able to make their brand more relevant. Um, But you also need content. And if you aren't really doing house shows and really you're just doing TV tapings and things like that, that gets a little tricky. Um, So it's And they should have learned from Lucha Underground. I mean, they have pretty much absorbed lucha underground at this point in terms of their stars lucha not touring and only doing tv shows didn't last very long so yeah all right with that said we've got to take a break when we come back we're talking raw smackdown and a lot of questions about what's going on in wwe monday night raw was really interesting and the ratings reflected that but right now we're going to go to some music Uh, It's the theme song for Aleister Black from CFO. It's called Root of All Evil. It's the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. I got a lot left in the tank. What's up, guys? This is Mark here in the World's Strongest Man, and you're tuned in to the faction.
This is Tracy Lynn, and I want you to take a journey with me through the jazzy side of Bonnerfied Radio. Every Tuesday at 2 p.m., tune in to Melodic Grooves right here on GetBonnerfied.com or via the Bonnerfied Radio app. Bonnerfied Radio, radio the way it's supposed to be. This recap of The Remix is sponsored by Domingo Mejor. Born Stanley Martin Lieber in New York City in 1922, Lee entered the comic book world as a teenage assistant in 1939. Stanley Lieber was the Joe Jackson of comic books. Mm. I don't even know how to feel about that. Yeah, just, I, I almost think he was greater than a Joe Jackson. I don't know, ain't nobody greater than Joe Jackson now. Wait a minute. That's when you messed up. Lord. Oh, no, 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 no. Why you did that? Why you did that? I don't know why you did that, GB. Why you did that? Oh, Lord. Dan Lee had a whole universe down in, in his head, in his, in his mind. <laughs> James. <laughs> James. The remix on Bonafide Radio. We hear Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern. Here on Bonafide Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be. Exclusively on the remix. Don't miss it. Don't miss it at all. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction, you unwashed masses. <laughs> you just heard the theme music from one of the luckiest men in all of the world, Alistair Black. Yes. The root of all evil. Yes, yes, indeed. Man, they, they are scoring really, really well. Um, he, he's a blessed man. Have you seen that ride along? With Zelina Vega and Andrade, I haven't. I need to. Oh my god! Okay, gosh. so so it's Zelina and Andrade on one segment. It's the New Day on the other one, and that's when they were coming out of Houston. Okay, and the New Day, of course, is mm-hmm. absolutely hilarious. Yeah, and it's it's so dumb. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but Zelina Vega made an interesting um, appearance on this situation. You could tell two things. Number one. She really gets on Andrade's nerves. You can really oh, tell wow. that she gets on his nerves, but he cannot say what he really wanted to say because uh, he was being filmed. Mm-hmm. And she also admitted that she has um, a fetish for white guys. Really? Yeah. She 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 talked about how she grew up with a crush on Jeff Hardy. And really? Jeff Hardy and her yes, Jeff Hardy was her boyfriend in her head. And and um, and she likes white guys with tats and this, that, and other, and which would explain How's her that? relationship um, arc. It would explain that a lot. Wow. So, I yeah, must but go she, watch that. That's got research written all over it. Mm-hmm. She, she came off a little interesting on, on the ride along. Really? Yeah, that, they actually called him. Um, on the ride, and Andrade, Andrade was like, "Help me, brother!" <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. my lord! Yeah, she's a bit to deal with. You have to check that out. That is something. So we're gonna get into a Raw and SmackDown in this segment, but before we do, I, I I can't walk away from this. So we've talked quite a bit here on the faction about Dean Ambrose and his exit from WWE. 
um, ever since his announcement in January that he was not re-signing, we thought it was interesting how WWE has been treating him. Usually when people say they're leaving, they, you know, kind of get knocked to the bottom of the card and, you know, they work their way off of television. He was treated almost like a rock star getting, you know, the, the Shield's last run and Dean Ambrose's last run. And it was all so weird. And so Dean Ambrose is gone from WWE. But in the last day or so, things have gotten very interesting. Dean Ambrose, who has been anti-social media, um, has not been on Twitter, not on Facebook, not on Instagram. All of a sudden, has a new Twitter account. And his Twitter account, which has been verified, has over 500,000 followers. And his first post marks the return of his independent name as John Moxley. It's an amazing video, which leads us to ask the question, where exactly is the former Dean Ambrose headed? Mm. Have you seen this video yet? I saw it this morning. Yeah. I did. Yeah. And um, you know how I felt? I, I stated on this show very clearly that Dean Ambrose was the mayonnaise of the WWE. But John Moxley is something totally different. Totally different. And I think this guy here is, you have people who are, they're just, every now and then, they don't fit in, they can't wear the armor. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're David. I can't fight with these clothes, man. I yeah. just can't do it. Yeah. And I think the shield element registered with his personality. Right more than what they wanted to do with his the lunatic fringe deals like i'm not a lunatic right. i'm not i'm not doing that that situation that i'm smart there's a method to my madness and i also think that he really saw the inner workers of the wwe mm-hmm. and saw how the game goes you know no pun intended mm-hmm. and was like i this, this ain't me yeah and he was smart enough to collect his checks yeah um he's a very frugal man renee young uh went on ig live and they went to a concert and he brought <laughs> he brought a sandwich to the concert, <laughs> and this is the guy that makes over three million a year right. at WWE. Right. Right. And so I can appreciate someone who's tight on their money as mm-hmm. a as a penny pincher myself. Yeah. I I can appreciate that, uh, but I think he has his own ideas and really wants to be involved with his own character and does not respect it when you bring him something that's trash. Yeah. So that aspect I actually like, and mm-hmm. I think. In another company, mm-hmm. he could be cash. Cash money, yeah. He could be cash. He could be a guy that you implement. I think of him like a Jericho. Mm-hmm. That you're not just getting the talent. Right. But you're getting someone who has a good mind for the business itself. Right. And put in the right space could elevate the company and elevate the business from a behind the scenes perspective. Yeah. I imagine him if he was if I'm impact I'm throwing everything he wants at him. You know, it's funny what you said in the last segment because this could be the impact guy. I, I'm telling you. They they could build the company around him. I'm telling you. He's young enough. Mhm. And he has a high work rate before yes. his injury yes. was concerned. 
was the work horse. He was. He was on every show. Yeah. Um, I love the feud that he had with Cena. They didn't give. They, they really didn't give it enough space. Right. But if they really would have gone somewhere with that, that was when they had the triple ma- triple threat with AJ. Right. Do right. you remember that? Right. Um, he he was tearing into Cena yeah. in a way that no one ever could. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah. So I think he has a brilliant mind. I think it's a clean slate. Mm-hmm. I, he's smart. Yes. And yeah, I, I think it would work. I do. You know, I watching the production of the video, it felt very AEW to me. It felt very AEW, and so I wouldn't be surprised if in 24 days, Double or Nothing has an appearance from John Moxley. Um, mm. Think, think. Let's 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 do something here, mm. because May 25th is a pretty significant weekend, because. In WCW folklore, it was two days later, some 23 years ago, on a May 27th, 1996, that a certain Scott Hall walked through the audience during an episode of Monday Night Nitro and absolutely changed the game with a promo that we now know as the Outsiders. Next, The next week or two, Kevin Nash would show up. It looked like an invasion. It was something that set the world on its ear. Yep. It's not coincidence. Sure, it's Memorial Day weekend, but it's also a very significant weekend in the world of pro wrestling. I think John Moxley would be the surprise element that double or nothing would need that would keep the world talking on top of what's already an absolutely insane card. I mean, Jericho and Omega again, you know, uh, Dustin and Cody, you know, uh, all the things that are the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks. Um, it just, it just has that element to it. And to me, mm. for him not to be on social media, but you jump on once you leave WWE for this. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is interesting. So we'll we'll keep our eyes peeled for that. This will probably be the first pay per view I get to watch with my son. So um So cool, yeah, man. Yeah, that's gonna be really, really cool. So Speaking of WWE, uh, WWE Raw took place this past Monday at the Rupp Arena in Lexington, excuse me, Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, it kicked off with Alexa Bliss announcing the first four participant in the men's Money in the Bank match representing Raw. It's Braun Strowman, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, and Baron Corbin. They got into a tag match that saw Braun Strowman and Ricochet win that match. The Usos defeated Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Bulletproof can't seem to win a match no matter what brand they're on. Uh, Then they mocked the Revival by showing them shaving their backs in the shower. That's kind of weird. Give me the Uso Penitentiary. Uh, The Miz had Miz TV featured Bobby Lashley. They got into a match. Shane attacked the Miz afterwards. The NXT Tag Team Champions, uh, they've gone two weeks in a row with the same name. Congratulations to the Viking Raiders, who are still the Viking Raiders and not the Viking Experience, but they were War Raiders on NXT this past week. I, yeah. Anyway, they won their match against Lucha House Party. Then we found out the four participants in uh, the women's Money in the Bank from Raw. Uh, it's going to be interesting. 
we'll just leave that there. Bray Wyatt joined us, Firefly Funhouse, and we got the word of the day, which was sociopath. Yeah. Naomi defeats Alexa Bliss. Uh, Becky Lynch brawled with Lacey Evans. Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins defeated the Revival again. Rey Mysterio defeated Samoa Joe. And then Seth Rollins and AJ Styles signed their Universal contract uh, for a Universal Championship match. And no contract signing goes without any physicality. And they had their fair share of physicality. What do you think of Monday Night Raw? Uh... Yeah. 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 I think we're watching the morphing of Raw becoming the B show. Mm-hmm. And not the B show in terms of talent or, or actually the programming, which it had long been for the past three years, mm-hmm. but B show in terms of the priority. In the WWE, mm. I think you're seeing that shift. Notice that you saw Shane on Raw. And of course, Shane. We'll talk about SmackDown in a few. He's on SmackDown too, but you're seeing that morphing happen. The the guys that they consider the top guys or the top gals as well will be on SmackDown mm-hmm. by September. Mm-hmm. It will be the A show. Yeah. Raw will be the B show. The problem is Raw is three hours. Yes. And so Raw is supposed to be the entertaining show while SmackDown is the wrestling show. Mm-hmm. And I saw a distinct problem. Raw has not maintained the ability to entertain. No. And they don't have, outside of the Miz, very good entertainers on, on the show. Yeah. They've got good wrestlers on the show. But it's hard to make. It's hard to keep that crowd's energy. I watched the crowd's energy just wane. Absolutely. Throughout that show, so by the time they got to the third hour, that group was weary. You know? Did you notice that? Oh yeah, and the weariness wasn't just in the audience, as in the live audience. The weariness oh, yeah. was with the television audience as well. Yeah. As Monday Night Raw set another all-time modern low outside of football season with only 2.16 million viewers. Check this out. The show only beat the New Year's Eve and Christmas Eve editions in terms of the record low for Monday Night Raw. Now, here's a scary part. It saw a strong 18.8% drop from the first to the third hours they started the 8 p.m hour with 2.34 million viewers the 10 p.m hour had 1.9 million viewers this is not good for monday night raw considering you know and all the noise that's been made about the fox deal they also signed a big contract with usa to continue monday night raw as well another billion dollars or so so you're talking a lot of money between these two shows. And what's concerning me is for WWE to not be able to successfully manage two shows like this. It's kind of weird. So, yeah. And then and then you look at Brian James quitting, mm-hmm. Dean Malenko quitting. Mm-hmm. You've got 
all of this that's going on back there, wrestlers are totally discontent. Yes. So you have the, the flub with talent. I don't know who's writing this stuff. Or Fox writers being involved in the SmackDown situation. What's happening with Raw? How much input does Triple H have over this anymore? Uh, what do we see? What's going on? I'll tell you've you. Got a, you've got a main event that we are supposed to be hype about. Right. This is what we have asked for since AJ got here. Yeah. We talked about AJ and Seth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing them wrestle in front of 25 people right. in a gym. Right. When it was Tyler Black. Mm-hmm. And they wrestled a great match in front of these couple of people. Yeah. And at the end of the match, AJ grabs the mic and says, Man, you are the future of this business. That's right. I remember watching that. And here we are. And they finally have that opportunity. The roof should have been blown off when those two are in the ring. And nope. Well, let's remember these are the same people that a year ago completely tanked another match. We were a dream match, the rematch from New Japan, AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. Tanked that too. Um, It's a scary space, and uh, I'll just say kind of like Pharrell did in Virginia Beach this weekend, there's something in the water. Something in the water, dude. There's something in the water, and... Again, you know, for the coded messages that Ring of Honor seems to be sharing with us, WWE seems to be sharing some coded messages as well. Because you know what? There's not a huge... Let's just put it to you this way, right? Uh, There weren't... uh, During that time, during the Monday Night Wars, when WCW was the cash cow that WWE is now, there was a period where people were trying to leave WWE to go to WCW, but then toward mm-hmm. the end, the exodus came from the other way. Right. You know, who leaves guaranteed money? People right. who are unhappy. That's who. That, yeah. And yeah. so for a guy like Dean Ambrose to make his exit, for a Sasha Banks to be as angry as she is, for several others to be angry and be, you know, continue to be overlooked, you know. We heard about Luke Gallo, or not Luke Gallo, Luke Harper, uh, requesting his release and it being denied. You know, mm-hmm. and so why does a Luke Harper's release get denied, but a Dean Ambrose and a Dustin Runnels get accepted? You know, like we we don't understand all the the inner workings, but I can tell you this: people don't leave because it's a great working place. Right. Nobody leaves, right. particularly when you got. All the money you can handle, you know, th- gone are the days where people are just leaving for opportunity. Mm-mm. No, mm-hmm. you said it right. But the, They're leaving for greener pastures. The, the bad problem is you've got a three hour show. Yeah. That you can't maintain interest in each hour. And the scary part you know? is it's not because you don't have enough talent. You're overflowing with talent. Well, you don't you haven't developed that talent. And, and then, of course, the talent has to take it upon themselves to develop sure. and take the ball and run with it. You know, Becky Lynch is a prime example of that. Mm-hmm. She she got her second chance and, and ran, ran with it. Yeah. And now she's the man. Mm-hmm. Even Lacey Ellis is compelling. Yeah. You know, so that that feud has a little has some gas on it. Yeah. But that's only one segment in a three hour show. Yeah. Yeah. It's something. And then you've re- reduced the best tag team that we've seen in a long while. To filming guys in the bathroom, yeah. shaving the back, like wh- I had a ooh, huge ooh. problem with that. Like, go- what going from the Usos penitentiary to now we're back to singing with them? I'm like, no, I don't want to sing. Down and you even messed that music up. They sure, you did. know. 
I, I, uh. And I don't want to see Alexa Bliss all throughout the show. No, I don't. Okay, this is the girl we went to high school with that we didn't like. Right. All right. She, <laughs> that was the chilly the girl that we didn't like. Yeah. I don't want to see her all throughout the show. Yeah. I love what they're doing with Ricochet though. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ricochet's future is wrestling guys who are bigger than them and still in the show. Yes. And you know, in my money in the bank. He's flipping off a ladder. You oh, yeah. already know it's going to happen. He's going to do a somersault of some kind of flip off the ladder. Well, let's just say they've stacked the men's money in the bank so yes, that we're going to have moments. And so we got to find out the other four members of the Money in the Bank women and men's match on SmackDown last night, which happened from the Schottenstein Center on the campus of the Ohio State. Yes. The Ohio State University in Columbus, Ohio. That guy Ohio. has money. I don't know who he is, but Schottenstein has money. His name just sounds like money. It yeah, just sounds yeah. like it. So Kofi Kingston was being interviewed to start the show. Kevin Owens crashed that, setting up their main event match at Money in the Bank for the WWE Championship. I can't even believe this was a first time ever, but apparently it was. Becky Lynch taking on Bailey. She defeated Bailey. Uh, then after that, got attacked by Charlotte. The Hardy Boys have announced that they are relinquishing the SmackDown Tag Team Championship after injury to Jeff Hardy. Kyrie Sane and Asuka won their tag match against a couple of local competitors whose names we were never really told. Roman Reigns ends up in a match against the debuting B-team with Elias as the special guest referee, but the three of them weren't enough to take out Roman Reigns. Finn Balor and Ali defeated Randy Orton and Andrade as all four of them will be the second half of the men's Money in the Bank ladder match, which let me just tell you, flips for days. That's what we can call that one. Uh, And then Kofi Kingston did get a measure of retribution on Kevin Owens. All right, what'd you think of SmackDown last night? Well, they did a good job of filling the two hours. Yes. Um, Two hours just feels better for a wrestling show than three. Agreed. It just does. Unless it's a major show, unless it's a takeover or something like that. Two hours is it's just the right amount of time. Yeah. Uh, I am still more interested in Raw than SmackDown because my favorite wrestlers are now on Raw. You know, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio. Those are my guys. So, yeah. of course, I'm going to follow Raw. And moving Elias to SmackDown is an interesting call. I think they're going to feature him more as a wrestler now than they did on Raw when he was a, a, a talent. Mm-hmm. But that's a void yeah. that they haven't filled on Raw. And I don't think they have enough time for his character on SmackDown. Mm. Um, something about Something about seeing Finn on SmackDown doesn't seem right. Hmm. Um, just doesn't feel like a, a good fit to me. I'm not necessarily a Finn Balor fan. I will admit to you, oh. not the way they're using them. Okay. Not, not the way they're using them. Okay. NXT fan, I loved. All day okay. Long. Demon fan, I love. Bullet Club fan was the best. Yeah. But this happy-go-lucky Irish guy with the fantastic tights on, I. I, I, I <laughs> I'm not necessarily a fan oh, man. of seeing this particular version. I can see Ali and Almas wrestling all day. Yeah. Um, that's great. I love Randy Orton's face when he was trying to interpret what Almas was trying to say. <laughs> that was hilarious. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. Um, but there will be a moment 
where Ricochet is going to catch an RKO off that ladder. Yes. I'm telling you it's going to happen, yeah. and then we're going to pop. I'm going to jump out of my seat, mm-hmm. and it's going to be great. Um, have no idea what they are doing with the um, the Hardy situation. I don't know if that's a work. Is he really hurt? Is no, he, really is, hurt? he is legit injured, and um, that's why we hadn't seen them since uh, they won the tag titles. He does have to have surgery. He is going to be out for a while. That was all very, very true. Um, now, here's the problem. Here's mm-hmm. the problem. Name the teams in the tag team division of SmackDown. Uh, bro, I was about to go there. They didn't even announce what they were going to do with the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Um, hmm. It's all very weird to me. Again, it's like they stacked the Raw division with all the great tag teams. I don't even know who's left in terms of a tag team on uh, SmackDown, but this does create a whole scenario, which again makes me wonder, why did the Usos lose the titles in the first place? Um, I, I, to me, Raw's tag division is crazy because there's no way you can convince me that Zack Ryder and uh, Kurt Hawkins are the best tag team on Raw. There's no way in the world. Not with the War Raiders or the, yeah, the War Raiders or War Machine. That's what they mama called them. I'm going to call them War Machine. Um, the, the War Machine, about I can experience. Right, right, right. You know, I, I'm i not convinced. So in terms of SmackDown, I think a few interesting things are going on. Um, there's a problem to me. When you have Roman Reigns there and you have Kofi Kingston as a WWE champion, I think there is work being done to establish Kofi as the true main eventer that he is. So that means he's going to have to defeat Kevin Owens at Money in the Bank. Um, It's interesting that Big E is out via injury, that Xavier is kind of hurt. It's going to force Kofi to be established and looked at as a solo act which I think is going to be interesting to see. Um, And I just think right now, you know, I don't know that either Raw or SmackDown truly benefited from this superstar shakeup. I think they should have just left things the way they were because, uh, you know, there's nothing really great happening on either spot in terms of the new stuff. But I do think Kofi Kingston is going to get an opportunity to uh, really showcase himself as a main event guy. And I think Kevin Owens is the right opponent for that although to me this feels a lot like Kevin Owens NXT debut um, and I'm hoping that that won't follow the same suit with Kevin Owens becoming champion uh, in a couple of weeks but we'll have to watch for all of that to Mm -hmm. see but it's certainly a crazy world in WWE some really quick and, and these are quick but they shouldn't be quick they deserve discussion um the fact, for one, that WWE has, in fact, confirmed their next Saudi Arabia show. Yeah, that's happening mm-hmm. Friday, June the 7th. Um, it's going to happen at the King Abdullah Sports City Stadium in Jeddah. It's going to air live on the WWE Network. And appearing there will include The Undertaker... And mm-hmm. the return of Goldberg. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what that Saudi Arabia money will do for you. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's happening June the 7th. Also, big news that apparently Brock Lesnar says he is retired from the UFC. 
We knew he left WrestleMania to head to Vegas to head there. But, uh, yeah, he's not coming back. Apparently, he told uh, Dana White that he's done. He's retired. What that means, I don't know. Will he return to WWE? Or is he at age 41 saying, I'm completely done with everything? Time will tell. Uh, I'm sure Brandon Clack will have a lot to say about that. Uh, And then Killian Dane, who made quite a bit of noise um, since really he and um, his partner as part of uh, Sanity were not added to the Superstar Shakeup, but Eric Young was. So Killian Dane's like, where am I going to be? Like, Sanity was great, etc., etc. Rumor is... He's going to rejoin NXT, which, quite frankly, rejoining NXT is not exactly a demotion or a bad thing. So, uh, interesting stuff. We'll we'll spend some more time talking about that uh, in the days and weeks to come. But, yeah, some quick news items for you. We've got to go, but I hope you guys have enjoyed today's show. It's been a whole lot of fun. James, let them know how they can reach out to you. You can reach me at James H. White on Facebook. You reach me at J Harris White on Instagram. You reach me at J Harris White on Twitter. And normally I follow this up with something stupid to say, but I have nothing. My storage <laughs> is empty. I just totally ran out. I'm a little older now. Now, now let me ask you this, though. Uh, it is the month of May. Are you planning to check out Double or Nothing end of May? Sure. Um, the next day is my daughter's birthday. She'll be ah, 15. Okay. Okay. And so there may be plans around that that will impede that. Okay. Um, but but I'm certainly interested in that. I also like Cody's response in his his uh and his video which he made on being the elite. Take some shots at Triple H. Yeah. yeah. Cody is something. Which, yeah. They better deliver, man. They, they have to deliver. That means they, they got all the players. They better deliver. And by the they way. Better. And sorry, you guys can reach me at Bonnerfied, and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at The Faction Show. I'm going to leave you with this thought. Joey Ryan. There's talk that Joey Ryan could be coming to WWE, hmm. which I'm confused by that on a couple of fronts. For one, I thought we left that whole thing with Val Venus. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, you know, they were going through the indie circuit real big with AEW coming to rescue Joey Ryan, free Joey Ryan. He wanted to be signed to AEW. Would he pull the swerve? One thing's for sure. He is already on a new tour, which is his basically farewell to the indies tour, which means he's going to show up either in AEW or WWE. I'm curious to see what you guys think. Joey Ryan, where he'll end up. Oh. He's going to AEW. AEW's not an indie. They're not. That's why I said it's between AEW and WWE. Uh, Personally, I think Joey Ryan gets to be Joey Ryan in AEW. I don't think he gets to be fully. Not with them going to Fox. Not with them. No, I don't. I just don't see in this. You're going to get that. You're going to get that aid, uh, that Joey Ryan, Sunny Kiss match. And um, don't let your God. Don't let your children see it. Yeah. Wow. And on that note, we're going to get out of here. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. You've got it locked to the faction powered by Bonner Radio. Oh, my God. Wow. 